Dave, we're having a break. This is our last episode before the summertime, summertime holidays. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what, maybe a month, just over a month we're going to have off? What are we going to do with our time? I feel like we're getting into like a good rhythm, coming in here every fortnight, well, uh, look, I, looking I, at some outstanding... I really want to start using that time to pitch some articles to editors. Oh, yeah. To get some articles published. You know, I've pitched a few in the past and they haven't really gone anywhere. So I'm trying a new tact. So what I've done is I've put together some beer-themed articles. I'll give you the headlines Go maybe on. and you can give me sort of a some feedback on what they're yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. So the first one is top 10 beers to drink in December. Oh, yeah. Okay. Topical top 10 lists. Because you know? it's yep. sort of the 7th of December now. Yep. yep. Uh, second one, top 10 Christmas beers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Again, in the time off. Yep. That's sort yep, of definitely, definitely. relevant. Yep. Uh, top 10 beers to drink while watching the Boxing Day test. Okay. Yeah. Um, staple activity for us yep. Aussies. So you need to know. Definitely. You, people want to know what to reach for in the fridge. Hmm. Um, top 10 Australia Day beers. Yeah. Okay. So again. I'll just stop you there. Um, I'm hearing a lot of lists sort of things so far. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that's. That's what people public. That's what people want to read, right? Top ten. Well, that's what I'm forced to read sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. Okay. I mean, well, sorry, I missed one. Go slight, on. Slight, it's not. It's not a top ten list. Oh, okay. Top twenty New Year's Day beers. Oh, right. That's so a New Year's one. Day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's because it's not ten. Oh, it? and also top ten New Year's Eve beers as well. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, I have a feeling you'll be successful with launching those. I think I will be too. Yeah. <laughs> We just keep going. Oh, I'm glad we didn't stop recording that. Gold. Gold. Uh, speaking of gold, mm-hmm. good afternoon, Dave. How are you? I'm. Look, I'm a little bit tired. We just did a 20k walk. That's a lot of this k this morning. Uh, Sunday afternoon. So, yeah. But the segue. I completely forgot the segue that I was doing. Uh, speaking of gold, we've got some gold mead in front of us. Mm-hmm. Smooth. Reaching a little bit, but that <laughs> is as intended. Um, so let's, let's maybe mention this. We've mentioned our mead blog, and this is um, from Mountain View Meadery. It certainly is. Out of Tasmania. Uh, this is the Leatherwood Mead. Leatherwood is a similar to eucal- eucalyptus, I believe, native to Tasmania. Cool. And, um, yeah, this is probably the best mead I've ever drunk. Oh, yeah? Mm. Best Australian mead, maybe? Best Australian mead, yeah, for sure. Yeah, those... Um, Moonlight ones are pretty delicious. Uh, yeah, this is 12.7% alcohol to volume. Uh, and it's, it's amazing aroma. Oh. This, is, it's, this one um, is bang on the sort of recommended shelf life once it's been opened. Yeah, so, I opened this two weeks ago. And that's sort of the uh, Which appro- is- approximate sort of level of... Um, life after you pop the seal yes. which is great yeah I you know I've had a couple of glasses over that two weeks and I knew that we wanted to, to share it so you know didn't have to drink it all in one go it's held up really good it's maybe even tasting a little bit nicer now a little bit more mellow um, yeah I don't know what the if that's the way it's supposed to work but I have no idea certainly um, it's tasting pretty good at the moment yeah and it just smells divine yeah it's definitely one of the, the nicest things I've ever drunk um 
just really good. It's funny to mention when you um, when we're trying to come up with descriptors when you can smell honey. It seems like a really basic thing to say, <laughs> but you can really smell the difference in the honey of this yeah, versus yeah. Um, some of the other ones we've had. Yeah, the this sort of seems to be more floral and more more citrus. Mm. Um, I get lemon sherbet. Yeah, um, absolutely. I put a full review actually of this one on the Australian Mead blog. Where can you find that? AustralianMead.wordpress.com. So so jump on in and, and take a look. Um, yeah, this is. Uh, there's also a bit of information on where you can get this one as well because you're not going to find it at your local uh, bottle store. At your local dance, perhaps, no, you won't find it. Um, it's it's really worth seeking out. Yeah, I, I and want if you need, if you want if you want to find some and you don't know where to start, maybe just, just give us a shout and we'll point you in the right direction mm. or we'll ignore you that's way too drinkable for 12.9% mm-hmm. I could drink 12.7 well, well slow oh, down sorry. there <laughs> oh 12.7 that's about right yeah, yeah. Um, now we normally have a little bit of news here a bit of a catch up mm. as well Firstly, we should mention... Or where we sarcastically say we're going to do our interstate news, knowing full well that no one sent us anything. Hmm. But fortunately, um, listener Mike sent us a bit of an email with a rundown of what's happening in South Australia. Some things that I hadn't ever heard of. Um, Dave, I can see you're pulling up the email now. I am, yeah. I wish I was more prepared because I would have it here uh, completely and concisely available. Here we go. Do you want to maybe uh, just entertain the folks? Okay. Uh, well, I should say yesterday I stopped by Two Birds Brewery, um, speaking of, of things happening in the beer world, and I think everyone knows about them. Um, but some of their new beers coming out of the, the brewery for the, the keg releases are just tasting really good. The English, um, the English I think it's an ESB or an the English... tea one? Yeah, with, yeah. with Earl Grey tea was tasting... Just yeah, fantastic. I had a taste of that one recently too. It's um, really, really delicious. Yeah, um, and their Bantam IPA is tasting really good as yeah, well. Yeah, it's so. on, on on some, isn't it? Yeah. How are you going over there? All right, a little bit of news from SA. There's a uh, a new startup brewery being launched, or it was launched on the 30th of November, called the Little Bang Brewing Company. Um, so they're at a very very small scale, but it looks like they're um, starting to kick in with a few beers there. Uh, kicking off with a, a steam ale, a barley wine, and a saison. So that's a pretty uh, ambitious... I like that. Yeah, exactly. Three, three really good styles that, that have three a lot of Three bold styles um, to kick off with. So um, it'll be... Int- if you're uh, listening in SA, um, it'll probably be worth... I think the kegs, I don't know if, how long they were or what size kegs they were, but they were on at the Wheaty, so um, possibly there might be some still left. Or just keep your eyes peeled. Hmm. Inquire, inquire at the Wheaty as well. I think they've got an app, actually, the Wheaty do. I think they do as well, up, yeah. So you could probably download that and get some updates. So um, that uh, is pretty exciting going around. Uh, there's another one that's launching pretty soon. I'm not sure exactly when, but uh, Pirate Life Brewing is also going to be kicking off. Uh, I don't know exactly where they're brewing currently, but they've got some stainless on the way, so they'll have their own facility um, in coming weeks, which is uh, kind of fun. Mm. Uh, and I think they're also going to be canning some stuff as well. So Everyone loves cans at the moment. Absolutely. It's festival season, so why the hell not? Um, and there's another rumour, but I don't know if rumours are going to be too solid from us yeah so maybe we'll we'll hold that one perhaps until a later date oh okay i remember that rumor yeah i was trying to cast back to reading that email all right cool let's um let's hold that one back then yeah cool okay so what if it gets announced like next week and we're suddenly missing out on a scoop 
So how many would we've already missed anyway? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Okay, so um, thanks, big thanks to Michael. Yeah, yeah, really Because that's what we want. That's what we're asking and for. And I knew none of those things. Yeah, exactly. Which is excellent. Um, as we said, it's so hard to keep up, ju- up just with Victorian stuff at the moment that, yeah, it's excellent. So thanks a lot for that. Yeah, if and anyone else has got anything out there, please send it our way. We want to cram the show chock full of diverse information. Hmm. Hmm. Any other news that we've missed over the last... Um, quite possibly, but I had enough time trying to open my phone and get the email without <laughs> thinking of more news. Has anything happened? Um, no, we went along to Mountain Goat. They've unveiled... Um, A little partnership? Yeah, so the Mountain Goat and Meat Mother, Meat Mother's Barbecue Place, but they had the um, Hightail AO1 Nitro. Oh, yeah, of course. Which I think is going to make its way around a couple more venues uh, and... It was a really good beer on night. I really enjoyed yeah, drinking that. Suited really well to it, yeah. Um, we also had a new beer from Brewkami, mm. um, the Easy Ale, which was was pretty good. We had that across the road at we the We had it at DeRoy, yeah. Um, that's a really good beer. It was good. I want that in my life more. It's a, it's a Kolsch, which is, you know, a, a pretty um, easy drinking style, we'll say. There's not too much that's going to confront you it's in nice there. It's nice and simple, a yeah. beer, but that was a really just clean, well-made Example of it, um, yep. and a really strong first release from Brewkami. Mm, I think they've had a couple of other beers around. Have as they? Well. Um, I haven't been anywhere where they've been on just yet, so I'm not 100% okay. sure. Because I've seen them, they were at Grape and Grain, but they only had that one as well. So, mm. yeah. But anyway. Um, the other interesting beer we had was a barley champagne from Moondog at the brewery there. It was 18%. Um, it's probably too. High in probably oh, too big for me, probably. But I mean, it was kind of amazing. Like the presentation, it looked like a glass of champagne. It was really pale, um, which is kind of crazy for the size of, of the beer, really. Yeah. Um, and it's, it had the aroma of champagne as well. It was it was kind of amazing, but um, it was pretty aggressive on the back palate. It was a bit, yeah. bit a bit much for me as well. But it was very interesting, though. Yeah, interesting. And, and again, you know, Moondog. They do interesting things, and their breweries kind of the brewery bar is an extension of that. So it's interesting to see. Yeah, I guess that's what um, that's what I think the brewery bar needs to have some of the really small batch just to kind of definitely reward people for going there with something a bit different. Yeah, I've been to some breweries, and you're kind of a little bit like, all right, I can just get this at my local bar, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good to see something different, and those guys do different. Interestingly. They do. They got their new um, bottling oh, machine, yeah. which is kind of crazy. It's you went out. Uh, I t- had a phone call, and then I turned around, and you disappeared behind a bookcase. Yeah, which for about is, twenty minutes, which is fantastic. Maybe not twenty it? minutes. But. No, but um, yeah. So I had a little look at their new toy there. Mm. So I think it's the same bottling line that Stone and Wood use, and also Lobethal in oh, yeah. um, in SA. So. They're the only ones currently using it. It's a it's a monster. Hmm. They can sh- really efficiently get their stuff packaged now, so um, that's pretty awesome. Hmm. Uh, it's also a few more fun little things, um, just simmering at Moondog. So, did you tell me about them? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, yeah. that barley champagne must have <laughs> no- nothing for public consumption just yet, though. I uh, don't think so. All right, you can tell me later. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, well, we've got a pretty big show. This is our, as we said, it's our final show, so we're going to wrap up some of our favourite things throughout the year. 
So maybe we have. I wish I brought some bells because there could have been a festive element to the show. <laughs> you can oh, add bells in post production. Um, I reckon. Yeah, it's more Latin than. That's a different sound, but not one. Yeah, I could jazz it up a bit so it sounds like a sleigh bell. Okay. All right. One. Should we come back and? Um, we'll just tackle it head on. Yep. Living large. Welcome back, everyone. We've just poured ourselves a, ne- a second mead. Which what is, is this, a mead podcast or a beer podcast, huh? Uh, both. Why not? Yeah, true. Why can't we all be here? Um, this is the Meadow Mead from Mountain View Meadery, the same same people as the last one. Uh, same I haven't mob, tri- yeah. tried it yet. Dave, you've, you've had a go of this. Yeah, I really liked it. So I had it, two, again, about two weeks ago. I had probably a glass in between. Um, and this is the other one that I put the post up um, on... Australian Mead at wordpress.internet and um, <laughs> I really liked it. That's it's yummy. Mm. It's a little bit more subtle than the le- the leather wood, I think. Mm. It was going to be great. Luke was going to bring in some um, uh, meadow honey that he had um, so we could Can sort of just sort of analyse the nuances between what ferments out between the same honey versus a mead made from that honey. Mm. But um, it turned out that it wasn't meadow honey. Yeah, I had a different honey yeah, altogether. Okay. It's nice, though. I, sp- I was putting it into a container on the way here before yeah. I checked and spilled some on my fingers and it was yummy. Yeah? But that's right. neither here nor there. What have you used that honey for? Uh, we make muesli and stir that through. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, this is, yeah, this is lovely. Mountain, Mountain View seem to be Cranking out some yeah, pretty good quality stuff. Reasonably expensive though. Uh, I think there were roughly thirty dollars a bottle for these two, so it doesn't come cheap. But it seems like they're using the the best ingredients um, and and them doing it well. So uh, quality comes at a price, I guess. Yeah, and given that it's got a longer sh- shelf life, you can probably justify it by drinking it over a few weeks. Hmm, for sure. Um, all right, so. Last this time last year, pretty much exactly a year ago, we did our first rap show, which was weird. which we wrapped like maybe two episodes. Oh. I think it was only one episode. Maybe one. <laughs> no, I think it was two. Um, so we, we thought we'd go through the categories again and um, sort of reflect on our choices last year and yep. maybe throw a few more in for this year. So in 2013, um, Dave, your brewery of the what, year, brewery of the year. Okay, go ahead. What did I say? Garage project. Fun. Hard to argue with that, isn't it? Yeah, they they were definitely in the discussion for actually. <laughs> they were my cho- choice for this year, so. <laughs> uh, um, what a spoiler! Yeah, they've stayed consistent. Those guys, uh, and I guess listeners would know that that we are big fans of everything they do. Um, and my brewery of the year was was Destruce out of Belgium. I don't think I drank too many Destruce beers this year. Uh, How many did you come across that you didn't just squirrel away? For yeah, they're probably stuff that I consumption. just had in my cellar, um, and they were all enjoyable. So yeah, I'm trying to actually find that file so um, so I can also look. I'll edit this out then. No, you don't have to. You can. Can't you uh, entertain people? All right, I'll do my best. What's the next category? Um, oh, but we also had honourable mentions. There were Mornington Peninsula and Garage Project. So this year. Uh, brewery, uh, my favourite brewery of 2014. I went for Garage Project, which we've already said. Aforementioned, yeah. Um, I, I think the same as last year, consistent, interesting, uh, fun, and, and really good quality beers. The beers that have been turning out, you know, they're 
they just their plain beer was was one of the highlights for me this year and that's a really fun one mm. i mean it just shows you just with the simplicity of that style just with well made with good quality ingredients mm. um the other one that i really enjoyed was their garage Easter ipa which is just a regular ipa and um yeah that's one that i wasn't able to yeah. snaffle so Came, i got a growler of it and, and drank it quite greedily to myself that's fine, isn't it? How are you going finding that? I still can't find it. That's okay. I can rely on your okay. feeding me information and telling me, telling me what I picked. So your brewery of 2014 was, you've got two. Yeah. So and there's, I'll ex- expand on why there's two. So I think I chose um, Moondog with yep. a little uh, honorable mention slash co-win for um, two birds because the criteria that I put for this year on myself was not only just good quality fun beers but also the fact that those guys have started their own venues as well and they're both doing them really really well so um as much as the beer itself because they've sort of taken a bit of a leap of faith and um with two birds especially getting their own stainless and putting a venue in uh and it's you were there yesterday i've Mm. been there a couple of times myself we've both been to moondog a few times they're both really different but really fun they, uh, they couldn't be venues. further apart in terms of their beers, whereas, you know, Moondog are all over the place and really, really esoteric. Two birds are pretty much straight up and down mm-hmm. to, to style. Um, but they, I think, show why we like good beer. Because mm, you can exactly. have some... It's so, just that complete gamut. Mm, definitely. Um, we've got a couple of honourable mentions here. Dave, yours was Panhead. Yeah, well, it's hard to... Every single beer that I've had of theirs is just really solid. Their um, standard beer Vana was chockers. People were just, like, making a beeline for those guys, uh, which is good because, yeah, the beers... The Pilsner is great. Uh, is it Port Road? Did I make, is that what it's called? Not sure. This could be totally incorrect. Um, but the APA is really, really solid. Yeah. Um, so just, I just... Every time something new comes from them across the ditch... I want to. Hmm. Cool. What was your honourable mention? Mine was Boat Rocker. They, my first beer of the year, as I mentioned in a previous episode, was their um, Berliner Weiss. It was just a great way to start the year. Their Misfit. Um, I really enjoyed their Hot Bombs tasting, tasting really good this time. Um, you know, tasting as, as good as it ever has right now. And some of the stuff that we saw coming out of the brewery, um, yeah, just just really impressed with, with everything they've done. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, cool. The next category is one that we can sort of reflect on a little bit more um, on our choices from last year and yep. see if we were So last year, or? this is called the, the one, one to Watch category, and yours was Monster Mash. Mm-hmm. Who I've now uh, iterated <laughs> is Kaiju. Yep. Um, and mine are two metre tall. Well, sorry, were two metre tall. Um, Honourable mentions to Brewcult and Mornington Peninsula. Mm-hmm. How do these pan out? Uh, I think, without wanting to claim victory of accuracy, I think Kaiju have gone ahead in leaps and bounds and they won a ABA trophy for the Hopped Out Red yep. um, and just making pretty fun, delicious beers. So I think that was probably a wise... I mean, when you start off with that acclaimed double IPA, I think people are going to take notice. Mm, definitely. Um, and the name change didn't seem to set them back that much. It actually probably got them a lot of a lot more publicity. Oh, I would have thought so, yeah. Uh, so this year... So what were the other ones that we thought... Uh, Brewcult and Mornington Peninsula. So Mornington Peninsula had to 
Yeah, that one's a um, that one was a little bit of a. Actually, oh, sorry, I didn't I didn't talk about two meter tall. Oh right, two meter tall. Um, they still, I guess, this is a long term thing. So maybe two or three years time, we're going to see the results. Um, we're seeing more, a few more of the beers coming around, aren't we? Yeah, I think this year we saw the cleansing ale come out, which yep. I think they did at the farm bar plenty, but yep. um, they've packaged it, and that's just a really great, mm. really easy drinking. We had their this cider uh, pear cider, which is really funky. That's um, great, yeah. And they've got a couple of events on actually today around Melbourne. So they they kind of went quiet there, I think, just because there wasn't heaps of beer. Because the you know what they're doing, spontaneous fermentation doesn't to get it right takes a while. Mm-hmm. So maybe I went a bit early on that last year. Possibly, but you were up and about. You were in the game. I like yeah. the attitude. Why not? Uh, Brew Colt, his tendo is just pretty consistently. Yep. Um, he's got he's p- picked up national distribution now. Yeah. Um, so he's doing very very well. And Mor- Mornington, they were just I think, yeah, they uh, were doing some re-brewerying. Uh, mm-hmm. So they took a lot of sort of downtime. They put out uh, the cans. Was it the cans coming yep, out? the Pale Ale cans, yeah. Uh, and since the IPA cans. So they've done some some good things, but I reckon... Next year's uh, going to be... Yeah, well, um, that brings us to our ones to watch this year. Oh. Uh, and for me, it is Mornington um, Peninsula. So... Uh, and that is the reason I, th- I think because um, uh, now they've got their bigger capacity on site. They've already churned out because AG was prolific uh, mm. uh, up until this year, pretty much, uh, bringing out beers constantly. So uh, he's sort of upped his production of new and fun beers um, there. So I think yeah, twenty twenty fifteen might be their year to explode a little bit. So I'm just. Uh, you, you know how in like what's that you know in the price is right when they ask for a price and someone says $400 and the next person goes $401 so anything <laughs> more than that they're going to get the win that was like what I did to you okay <laughs> uh, and then my honourable mention or just not an honourable mention so much but like uh, to cover my bases like that, that you didn't do last year uh, I'm going to go with Boat Rocker maybe not just for the next 12 months but Boat Rocker going forward remember that from next two to three, three to five, mm. there's going to be some fun stuff coming out from them. Definitely. So my one, um, I should actually say, sorry, the Mornington Peninsula IPA cans, I got one of those, four of those the other day. I also had two imported um, IPAs. The imported ones were stale and caramelly and just old, and the Morningtons were just fresh and just really good, tasting really good. So, um, yeah, it does go to show, you know, being much closer to the brewery helps and it probably does reflect in our, our choices here as well they're all pretty Victorian focused because mm-hmm. the stuff we're getting to taste is a lot fresher so yeah that's makes sense doesn't it yep um, so my one to watch isn't actually Victorian it's um, Modus Operandi mm-hmm. um, bang those guys what like three months old cleaning up awards uh, everything I've had from them was, was tasting really yeah if good. you're not watching them you should be watching them uh, so I think, yeah, if if they can do so much within these three months, uh, look out, everyone else, I think. Yeah, we'll know more, much more about Modus Operandi by and next year's Christmas wrap-up. Yeah, and I gave a, an honor, uh, honourable mention for La Sirene. Like Two Meter Tall and Boat Rocker, they've got you know long-term barrel plans. So I think we're starting to see some of that. Their Cherry Creek this year uh, on tap was, was tasting really good. They've got a Super Saison, they've got a Table Saison, which is Lower ABV. Uh, That's about to come out, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I think it might be on taps mm. somewhere already, or maybe it's, I can't remember if it's bottled as well. No, I don't know either. The Praline, which everyone um, 
went crazy for is going to come out. I think there's going to be an Imperial version and a Barrel Age version. I wasn't too huge on Praline, but... Um, oh, I think that's more personal preference. Definitely, definitely. Itself, yeah. I mean, it's a, a beautifully made beer. It's just kind of a bit a bit much. Uh, but I think the Imperial version is going to see people going crazy for yeah. it. The, the, the amount of press that beer's got, yeah. It'll be a... Uh, be fever pitch. It will be fever pitch. I've just chucked a couple of bottles away because I was in the same sort of boat as you. But I think with a little bit of time, mm. a little bit of just melding together, I think it's going to be fun. Yep. All right, so the next one is Beer of the Year. Last yeah. year, yours was Garage Project Hops on Point. Yep. And mine Gee, was... that's a good beer. It is a really good beer, mm. yeah. I don't think I've tried, drank it this year. You should correct that. Hmm. Is it on shelves at the moment? I don't yeah, know it is. It is. It is. Uh, and mine was the Distrus Panapot Grand Reserva. Honorable have we mentioned that on the show before? I think we have. Okay. <laughs> uh, your honorable mention was Tilkun Gers. And mine was Distrus Cuvée Delphine. <laughs> uh, I still got one of those in the, in the cupboard, and the last one I had was just tasting amazing. So um, that brings us up to this year. What have you got for beer of the year this year, mate? Mine is another Belgian beer. Uh, it's also another reserver, but it's from Dudol Brewers in in Belgium. I can't remember the name of the town they're in, uh, but it's their. We ha- I had a bottle of their 2009 or our beer. O-E-R-B-I-E-R, Special Reserva, um, which is a 14% Flanders-style, um, I think there's a blend of, of the regular brown of the Flanders aged in Bordeaux barrels. It's 14%, but it drinks at about 7 I reckon. Mm. That was mm. phenomenal. So we, we got that one. Um, we didn't get it off the shelf here. We, we had to get it online. But their beers, the regular range, are quite often on shelves, and I feel like they don't get much attention. What do you think? I think a lot of their labeling is only uh, is not in English, so mm. I think that's one of those little barriers that a lot of people, punters that don't know what they're looking for, might look over, which mm. is fair enough. Mm. And I, um, I certainly always forget to get them. Yeah, um, but I think I've seen them in Black Hearts and Sparrows a few times, so um, they're they're always always really good. Yeah. And your beer. Uh, well, did you have an honourable mention? Oh, my honourable mention was the. I've actually changed that from when I wrote it down. Okay. Um, it's the Mash Brewing IPA, Copycat IPA. Copycat, yep. Won the AIBA Awards for, I think, the Champion Grand Ale. Champion Ale, yep. yep. And, yeah, I, I drank quite a bit of it this year and, and just loved it. Yeah, it they had the handy four packs you could get. Um, yep. Very good beer, actually, yeah. Yep. And, yeah, just a, a really big, bold IPA, which which um, I still enjoy after, you know, everyone says IPAs are getting to fever pitch or whatever, but... A good one's still pretty damn good, isn't so. it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, my beer of the year this year. Uh, also, gee, we didn't think this through, did we? Because mine another, is another one that you can't really get on shelves here. No, there's but, no need to, to temper our opinions. Just so. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> uh, mine was the Alesmith Speedway Stout uh, Jamaican Blue Coffee Edition. Mm. We had that um, at a bottle share with some friends from Sydney, and that was mind-blowingly good. It was amazing. It was like it was. Like smack bang in the middle of a period where I was not interested in drinking big stouts or barley wines, and this was just it drank well under the I can't remember the details of it now, but it was probably twelve ish percent. Mm. Um, didn't drink that. It wasn't hot at all. It was just beautifully rich imperial stout with that gorgeous coffee mm. character to it. That was a knockout. The you can get the regular version on shelves mm-hmm. every now and then. It comes in, I believe, it's grey. 
Um, I, yeah, there's no one bringing Alsmith in. But legit, yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll see it on shelves. Um, uh, relatively easy to get and, and yeah, uh, pretty pricey for, for what it is. Um, don't mind your phone there, Luke. Yeah, excuse me. Um, yeah, it's probably if you if you're looking to pick up some grey stuff that you can't, that you can't get here, that's probably a safer bet than the IPA is, given the fact that it wouldn't be as um, open to the yeah delays in getting here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that one's around around the places, but that that particular the Jamaican variation. blue coffee one was unbelievable. Yeah. And then I gave an honourable mention to the Yeasty Boys White Noise, which um, is is that part of their core range now? I don't know if it is part of their core range. Well, whatever it is, um, that they are, is they are such a great core range. It's such a great beer. It's just a, it's a white ale. Um, Malty, uh, I believe so, but um, I think it might have been drunkenly. But I think I described it as uh, like coconut water and malto milk biscuits. And then I realised that the people I was talking to were from New Zealand. I don't think they know what malto milk biscuits are. Do you know what they are? Only because. Uh, <laughs> One of my co-workers, every time we went for a, a walk, um, you know, at lunch or whatever, we'd quite often stop in and see if there's any biscuit specials yeah. in the little biscuit aisle. And he loves malto milks. They're the king of biscuits, according to him. That's crazy, because it's such a simple little biscuit. Yeah. No comment on my co-worker. Okay. I don't think he listens. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's not. God, that's awful. <laughs> um, but the malto milks were never on special. Never. Oh, you're yeah, joking. The wall of biscuit specials, everything half price, malto milks, always full price. Why would malto milk, like if it was the king of biscuits, why would they have to reduce it? Well, that's the thing. Just so walking maybe that, maybe that proves off its own merit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's my only knowledge of malto okay, milks. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, so that sort of that's encapsulates the sort of like chewy um, malt profile and the coconut water. Mm. Um, but that's just a great, really well-made beer. I love that. Mm. It's not in my spectrum of styles that I like to drink regularly, but... When you get a good one like this one is, it's fantastic. I had a, I've had a taste of that and I really enjoyed it. And we also had the La Trap Wit. Yeah, we had the that other days. Recently. Maybe I need to 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 explore some wit beers over the summer. Good time really for good. it. Yeah, yeah that that La Trap was really good actually. Mm. Now we've got one more category, two more. One that I didn't write down and we kind of loosely discussed. Okay. Uh, but should we quickly just top up our drinks? Sure. And then come back and do this. All right, we're back. We have just got a beer for the first time after two drinks. I know. Uh, this is the Midas Touch from Dogfish Head. Speaking of Grandports, I mm-hmm. believe you would have picked this one up, Gray. I certainly did, yes. Uh, this is a handcrafted ancient ale with barley, honey, of a theme here, yeah, isn't it? White musket grapes and saffron. Uh, you have a horrible look on your face right now. No, I don't. I'm just sort of thinking, trying to think when I got this. So it's probably a few years old now. It might be, I might have got it in 2011. So I don't know when it was brewed. Mm. Um, I don't think it's got a bottling date. Oh, I might do actually. I can't see okay, one. It's the, 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 the aroma oh, is really not like I recall. Bottled 2012. 2012? Okay, yep. so it's a couple of years old now. Okay. Uh, it smells like Vegemite. Sure does. You said you've had, you had a bottle when, it, when you first had it. I had it first, years ago, yeah. yeah. Um, 
in the infrequent, infrequent grey shipments at Ackland Cellars. Mm. So uh, I really enjoyed it there, but I didn't know what I was talking about. So um, it's not a, a consistent it palette. And so let's have a go. Tastes like Vegemite honey and like mm, pretty bad beer underneath. It does, isn't it? Yeah. Like a stale beer underneath. What's the n- numbers on this? It's a 9%. 9%? It doesn't taste it. No, no, it definitely doesn't. I, f- I wonder if the, the saffron's dropped out, probably. It tastes like everything's dropped out. Mmm. Mmm. Anywho. Yeah. I don't love it. No. I'd like to taste a, a fresh one. I mean, you, yeah, if you... Do you remember much of the, the fresh one? Just that you enjoyed it? I got a lot of musket grape out of it, whereas mm. I probably don't get any out of this at the moment. I guess that's a, an interesting... Um, I guess something that people probably aren't that aware of when selling things that things are going to drop out. Oh, of course, completely. yeah. And yeah, we don't have that many adjunct stouts, but there's going to be a few. I, I reckon there's going to be a lot more coming on the market soon. The mm-hmm. imperial stouts, and yeah, if there's one that's got chocolate or chili, just be wary. You know, know what you're going to do before you put it in your cellar because you might end up wasting all the goodness. Exactly right. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always been um, under the instruction of one now and one later. Mm. So you do have that frame of reference for what the intention of the beer was fresh. Uh, so you get all those characters. But I think um, one we had at Boat Rocker, the epic coffee and fig, mm. that was a great example of one that held up magnificently with the adjuncts. Definitely, so, um, definitely. It's a bit of a bit of, bit of a gamble. So it is that's a bit what of a you have to be prepared for, though. Yeah, and I've I've certainly left things in a salad way too long. There's no magic formula to know exactly when to pull each beer out, so you've got to be prepared to mm. have a couple of disappointments, which mm. this certainly is. Or just, or just buy Gers, and it's always going to be good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't buy Gers. It's terrible. It's sour. You mm. hate it. Um, all right. So highlight of the year, which is just kind of our, our soft. Um, Whatever. Yeah. So uh, last year yours was Red Hill Secret Stash. That was a great day, yeah. Brewery event thingo. Um, and mine was beer cycling in Belgium. It's hard to... That's Hence hard all to the distress beers. I also think that um, last year we had a little caveat. It was best event that wasn't Good Beer Week. Cause Did we? Because it was kind of easy just to... Say Good Beer Week. Yeah. Okay. Did I have... I didn't have Good Beer Week for this year, so that's good. No, neither did I, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Dave, can you remember what your two are without looking? What the two are? You've got two. Oh, did I? Well, maybe I'll look at the second one. Just think one. of the, whatever one you've had in mind is probably the best one. I right? don't even know if I remember it, actually. But I know, I know it's in my head. Uh, I don't even know where I am. Right down the bottom. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. So, um, certainly is uh, craft beer rising. Yes. We talked to James last show about that particular event. But... Uh, so there was obviously a hundred events going on. So there was f- fun and uh, excitement happening all over the place. But the day that we had was absolutely wonderful. It mm. was a really good day. Drank a lot of summer ale cans. Drank a lot of summer ale cans. It's hard to argue with that. Had a good cricket match. Prof, as the mic'd up umpire, was hilarious. Mm. Uh, some delicious sausages on the barbecue. And then we went to the tap house and wax lyrical with Scott from Red Duck. So. Mm. Solid day. Um, yeah, it was great. And I'm really looking forward to this upcoming um, Craft Beer Rising Day in Feb. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind getting out and about this year, uh, depending on how the cricket thing pans out. Play it by ear. Yeah. It's not stress. 
Yeah, I think if um, Steve and Guy are looking to get more brewers on board, we could be... Um, Ousted. Mm-hmm. Unless we start a brewery, I can't be bothered with all the Imagine that. paperwork. Just so we can <laughs> have a social cricket game that neither of us did particularly well in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, your other one, you mentioned in that? What was it? Uh, doing this show. Oh, of course, yeah. Mm. That's been a real highlight. That has I mean, been, it's been a lot of fun. The people we've met along the way for this year has been pretty exciting. Yeah, it's been phenomenal. Um, and it's just, I just like doing it. Mm. I like it. Good. I hope people and like we've listening done it, to it. What, 28, 29, oh, well, with all the other ones, probably 30, 30 35 times. Um, and it's just fun having a chat with people who are passionate in the industry. And um, Do you think people take a podcast way more legitimately than a blog? Mm, possibly hmm. I, only because maybe like I could probably start a, like, a blog like from my phone right now you know what I mean yep. you can't just do it I think also a blog it's easier to just to fall into the trap of just writing content that you can just sit on your couch and write mm-hmm. whereas a podcast you probably need to go to a bit more effort to get people so we're probably approaching more people yeah but, absolutely um, yeah you know chatting getting uh, being able to chat to say Chris from Deschutes yeah, too um, right. Stu from Magic Rock. Uh, Michael from Moonlight Meadery. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean. And all the, you know, heading out to Boat Rocker. Um, yeah, everyone that's been kind enough for their time to, to come in and hang out and chat. It's been, yeah. It's just good to talk. It's almost even more fun talking to those guys off mic. Yeah, yep. So I don't know how, what that says about our show. but <laughs> We just need to get our interview patter yeah, maybe. down. Yeah, or maybe if people didn't care about what... The, what Got published on the airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my one, uh, I've got. Th- I wrote down th- three. Hey man, it's approaching Christmas. Just let's have all of them. All right, thanks, Dave. Uh, first one was Beavana in New Zealand. Man, that's a fun time. Yeah, it's hard to just the top there. Everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of people that you know from you know Australian scene, from Sydney, from Melbourne, um, people from from you know from New Zealand, people that you've met along the way. Uh, you know, different brewers, different personalities. It's just a great time. Um, also, it coincides with the Wellington on a plate food event, so there's a lot of amazing food at the same time. And yeah, and that's a great matchup of timing with definitely. those two events. And New, Ze- and New Zealand beer is, is really diverse. I think you know, there's a, the cask bar that they had there. Um, we're all brewers that pretty much just do cask beer or specialise in cask beer. And they were just, it really shows how good a cask beer can be when someone's specialising it. You know, here we get the occasional cask beer and it's just kind of a pale with some hops added in or, or whatever. It's never really... Made specifically to be... Yeah, beer. yeah. And I think there is a difference. And I'm not saying I haven't enjoyed some of the ones we've had here, but you definitely notice the difference when you're having something from Townsend's or Castles um, out of New Zealand that stands out. Um, and then, you know, eight wide with their, their sours that were their garage project. There was three American breweries. Um, so, yeah, it was just a, a great time. It's a pretty solid selection. Yep. So yep. what comes in uh, for the um, secondary? There's also discovering how good barbecue and beer is after running. I ran, we both ran our first half marathon this mm-hmm. year, and I went and smashed some barbecue afterwards, which was just amazing, and then drank some delicious beers at home. Um yeah, that's a good way to spend a day. Yeah, absolutely. And then you're right. in bed by five o'clock. And yeah, exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and the other one was Gabs, which I really enjoyed. You know, I guess it's the 
Australian version of Beervana, mm-hmm. um, the Great Australian Beer Spectacular, which is going to Sydney next year as well. So Sydney people, keep an eye out for that if you haven't been. Um, it's a lot of fun. Great, yeah. Really yep. good time. We, I've really enjoyed myself the most this year. Mm. Um, it's a really quickly evolving event. Steve and Guy are really passionate about trying to make it the best possible events and mm. really work really hard over those few days. We'll definitely get one of them back as well in the lead up to find out what no they're up to. About it. Uh, I can't remember if it was on or off mic, but when we spoke to him, he alluded to some big some big plans they've got for that event. So, um, yeah, maybe in a few months' time we'll find out if, if they're going to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. But that's a pretty good... Uh, group of choices you had there mm. now speaking of, of gabs i wanted to uh, i guess bring a new category into play mm-hmm. the most unexpected trend yeah, okay. of 2014 uh and it started at gabs was the first one did I it start it. at gabs or did we just start that the conversation the, f- the first yeah. time i noticed it was at yeah, gabs okay. um also happened at Beavana, and then there was another event here a launch of a bar where they were doing the same thing which was having a barber at a beer event yeah it's oh, this, I, I did, didn't see it coming. Yeah, but well, like the it, trend of like I don't. I guess it might be the association of hipsters with craft beer scene hmm. and the wanting the want of a well manicured full beard, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, um, what's the the term that people are using? Uh, lump, is it lumbersexual. So you know your big oh, bearded like flannel lumberjack. shirt. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. But you're you're doing it with a. That's a terrible word. Yeah, I did not invent it. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> it's not an accusatory. Um, I, what what I found interesting was the it was James Squire that did it at Beavana, right? Which does fit their brand. Yeah, that's um, fair know, enough. I, I, Weirdly, yeah, their, their brand does seem to be just pictures of guys with beards. Yeah, it's like when you see an ad for it, it's just that. I don't I don't get what that is, but whatever. Um, There's a couple of really like nonsensical ones as well. I, I I guess we're not the target market. It's people that I guess the oft criticised people that are doing because it it's trendy, maybe or yeah. people. I don't understand fashion and trends that well. There's one that's like got a bearded guy on it and it says, today I'm your friend, tomorrow an enemy. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it just doesn't want to make me drink a beer. No. And like a guy looking kind of creepy on with a big beard. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. M- m- murder chic. Kind of like the, um, <laughs> for those of, of you in Australia that have seen the South Australian tourism ads. Have you seen those? I don't think I have. Oh, it's got a Nick Cave song and like, there's a bit where someone's about to murder a chicken and it's kind of this collage of like there'll be a fire and someone cutting wood and someone like going to murder a chicken and then a girl in a white dress spinning around and then she's collapsing in mud. It's all kind of happened quickly. Right. And Nick Cave's playing. He's like, I think I'm going to go to South Australia and get murdered. This is terrifying. Um, so it's kind What's of... What's their intention with that ad? I think it's kind of to highlight... Well, there's, there's some produce involved. Right. And people... Looking like old fashionedy, like um, what was that movie? The oil. What's that became a movie? There will be blood. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, that kind of look, you know, that weird sort of American western, but not cowboy western. Yeah, okay. Um, it looked like that. It was terrifying. It caved. You know, it's not like kind of a haunting little tune. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the song was about blood. Like there's a theme of blood in the song. Right. As well, okay. Um, so James Squire. And that that kind of look seems to tie in with that, and then getting and who was the one at? Um, ah, interestingly, at Biavano it was Max Brewery, uh-huh. who probably fit into that same space as James Squire in terms of owned by a big player. Beers are generally fine to to okay, um, you know, well made. They're not gonna, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna get that excited by them. 
So yeah, Mac, Macs were doing it in, at Beavana. So two, I guess, major label breweries doing it. Making a distinct choice hmm. at an angle there. Yeah, I guess it's fine. I don't hate it. I'm, like, I'm not anti it, it. But it's just intriguing, though. Yeah, that yeah. That's become an association. I really needed a haircut at Gab, so I lined up, but they were all booked out. Joking. Mm, mm. I bet your people getting them like didn't even really need a haircut. They were just doing it because it was there. To get their photo so they can tag it themselves on Facebook. Ugh, how dare they? Can't believe it. I really needed that haircut. It was free, wasn't it? Yeah, it was free. Um, and then it was Forrester's Beer Hall. It was Sorry, it was there. Forrester's Beer Hall here in Melbourne. They had an upstairs um, bar or have an upstairs bar where they were launching that. When they were launching it, and they had a, a tattoo, free tattoos and free haircuts. Right. Tattoos is another one that started popping up this year as well. Cavalier had tattoos yeah, on one of their events. So. I think Young Henry's was doing the same thing. I think it was probably the same. I think they have a good relationship, those two. Mm-hmm. Up in Sydney, um, New Zealand, there was tattoos. Panhead were doing tattoos. Someone on Twitter pointed out the the weird um, moral dilemma around tattoos and alcohol. Right. It's a bit, I think it's a bit of a grey area with, with, you know, not a grey area, but tattoo artists, you know, won't, give someone a tattoo if they're drunk or something yeah of course Uh, some sort of code I don't know and then tying that in seems a bit strange Um, I don't really care it doesn't bother me you Mm. were going to get a free haircut so Mm. Mm. I wouldn't get a tattoo at an event because I think peer pressure would come into play oh I get a skull Dude, you should totally get a hot vine. On. <laughs> yeah, I love this beer so much. I'm gonna get it tattooed in my face. <laughs> I'm sure they wouldn't. They wouldn't just do that. <laughs> so, did you notice any other trends of the year? Uh, mm, that is an odd one. I don't mm. think I noticed anything too much. Did I? I don't know. We're at 2015. We've got a big year of stuff yeah, coming okay. up. Any any predictions on trends? I Look, I, th- I think... Oh, mine are a bit serious, maybe, but I think we're probably going to see two or three major business stuff-ups over the next year. Okay. I think a lot of people are rushing in. There's a lot of... A lot of beers coming to market which may be not so good, maybe not have good branding behind them. People are buying them because, hey, there's a new, interesting-sounding mm-hmm. beer on the market. And I don't know if there's room for all those. What's going to constitute the disaster? People going out of business. Okay. Um, I'm not saying, uh, please don't think I'm saying the bubble's going to burst, you know, that whole tired argument. I'm just, I feel like there's a bit of a, a gold rush happening and I don't know if anyone, yeah, okay. everyone can keep their pans full. Because I feel like that's a new brand or brewery coming to market with a rushed beer that's not ready yet. Um, I don't think that'll be disastrous for them to the point that they'll... Well, I I don't think it's disastrous at the moment, but I think over the next year or maybe two years, people are going to have to start lifting their games. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think it'd be naive to say that every beer coming out right now is is great. And and look, there's a lot of big breweries putting out some pretty flawed beers. Um, I don't know, I guess eventually the market's going to realise that, hey, it probably shouldn't taste like this. I don't know. That's anyway. That's 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 what I think. All right. I'm going to go with skateboards. Skateboards. Mm-hmm. All right. It's one from left field. Mm-hmm. Just just wait. Longboards just or wait. oh, they'll be incorporated. Just any any kind of skateboard. Skateboards. That's interesting. Some trendy uh, brand like maybe over at the Cavalier facility. They'll put in a little half pipe. Get some of their get some friends to do a 
a little bit of showcasing. I used to be a, a pretty serious skateboarder. Yeah, um, maybe you can put your hand up. I'd love to skateboard again. My my knees probably can't take it. Oh really? And skateboarding and beer is probably not a. Oh my god, I sound old. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's such a like easy thing to do. Like highlighting a good point means that you're getting old. Yeah, <laughs> doing something sensible. Yeah. There's a reason why I've got so many injuries from skateboarding. I'm sure because <laughs> <laughs> it was a good idea when I was a teenager. Well, you can enjoy watching the antics of this trend. That's there's been no indication it's going to happen. But just wait. I, I would love to go along to a skateboarding competition and drink some nice beers and, and watch people do skateboarding. 2015. That'd be a great day out. I'd love to see that. Um, cool. All right. I, I don't have anything else. Uh, no, I think that's a little section of the show. I'm hating this beer, by the way. I'm not this particular. <laughs> I'm drinking a holding glass of water, but that was awful. Yeah, I don't know if I do. We're just going to... Oh, absolutely. All right, off, cool. Yeah. We'll get rid of it, and hopefully the next beer is going to be better, and I we'll come so. and wrap things up. Great. Cool. All right, welcome back, and we have just come back with another beer, another one you've brought along, Dave. Very yeah. gen- generous of you. This I'm is just a generous person. You sure are. Um, I, I don't know why that was sarcastic. You sure are. Yeah, you <laughs> idiots. Yeah. Um, Brasserie du de Seal. Is that how you say it? Yeah, that sounds yeah, right. Um, Pesh Mortel, which is their Imperial Coffee Stout. Speaking, I guess, of of adjuncts mm-hmm. um, in the cellar. How long have you had this one? Uh. I reckon I've had it since 2012. The bottle may be 2011, but it's that sort of era anyway. Oh, there is a number system here. Mm. Can we uh, decipher what it means? Mm. It's four notched out, and there's a four notched out here. Oh, yeah? That doesn't really help, does it? Um, No. But it'd be two to three years anyway. Yeah, we need to look up online. Uh, Smells amazing. Yeah. Smells really good. It looks really attractive as well. Let's just take a moment. It's pretty gosh darn delicious. Mm, that's really yummy. I reckon the coffee may have been more prominent at the beginning, but it's still it's still present though, isn't it's, it? Um, initially, I don't get the coffee. I get kind of that burnt roast malt, uh, maybe a little bit ashy. I think that sort of I think that blends into the coffee. Yeah, and then the, the, the coffee there, yeah. kind of finishes. It looks like a coffee. There's kind of a you know the a head crema. Is, yeah. yeah, the crema. Uh, yeah, that's actually pretty damn delicious, delicious. Particularly after the last one that was not so Disappointing, delicious. Yeah. But yeah, you live, you learn. Now we have to do some recommendations. We're obviously not going to do a beer Don't recommendation. It's our show. Oh no, our producer won't let us out otherwise. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Actually, she will. She looks like she's about to sleep. Yeah, I think so. Um, our cat kept us up last night. He was being a jerk. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So not we don't want to do a beer recommendation because we've just ran through a whole lot. Yeah. Of beer stuff. Non-beer recommendation, though. Mm-hmm. You want to go first? Sure. Uh, go. There's been a bit of relevance across everything we've talked about today. So um, going on from one of your highlights of the year, I'm recommending getting yourself some barbecue. Hmm. Because we went to um, the goat bar on Friday night after work, and they had a little pop-up from Meat Mother, and I had some pretty delicious... Uh, pulled pork in a bun, and you had brisket. some delicious brisket. I also had wings, which no one seemed to be getting. Why, why are people getting wings? What's wrong with everyone? Well, what was what, what are you basing 
No one getting it on. The well, three no one people like, that we were with. Five of us and no one got oh, on. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe we were just... The wings oh, were great, by the way. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, okay. Yeah, you looked like you were enjoying them. But beer and barbecue is a... I mean, I was, it probably has already been a recommendation on the show in the past, yeah. but a uh, testament well, to the quality of the match. You've got you've to do it. Speaking of trends, yeah, American barbecue is undeniably the one of the biggest food trends, if not the biggest food trend in, in Melbourne no and probably Sydney um, and increasingly everywhere else at the moment. And people are like, oh, another American barbecue, whatever. Done right, though. It's delicious. Why, yeah, why, absolutely. Why are people mad about but that? But also, I think it's... Um, I think in the... Uh, space of craft beer as well it's probably a less of a short trend because that style of food just matches so well mm. with um with with good beer so i feel like that's probably there's a more lasting mm. um partnership going on there but it's i don't know it's hard to, com- to complain about more places popping up making some delicious barbecue tastes great mm-hmm. well yeah why are people mad about it stop being mad about don't things. go yeah don't go to it Cool, that's a good one. What's your non-beer recommendation? Speaking of, sorry, I should say. Oh, um, go on. We have a, I have a pork shoulder in the oven right oh, now. Oh, fantastic! Which I'm really pumped to get home and, and finish off. Um, I love pork shoulder. Yeah, it's like six dollars right. a kilo. Yeah, yeah. So you get two kilos, twelve bucks, and like that's three kilos, eighteen. Hang on, hang on. Not you're right. Sorry. Yeah, I know yeah. my maths. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's a giant. Like, it's a lot of food. Hmm. There's two of us. We're going to be eating pork for days. Eating pork for days. Party. That should be one of our t-shirts. <laughs> We're going to get t-shirts? Uh, yeah. yeah, we are. 2015. Great. New trend. T-shirts. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just say everything's a new trend. <laughs> <laughs> this is delicious. Yeah, this is really good. This is really nice. Is, this could be a latecomer for your... Do you want to finish the sentence? I don't know what you're talking about. You know, beer of the year? No. No. Um, it's good. These guys do a lot of really good beers, mm-hmm. don't they? Absolutely right. Mm. Uh, the other one that is... It's not coffee and it's a bit bigger stout, the rigor mortis. That's mm. another seriously legit stout. Um, they, they also do, they were one of the uh, test beers that we had when formulating the uh, pepper steak porter was the um, root de species, which mm. is their spiced porter yep. or spiced duck something. But that's delicious as well. So, um Everything that I, I don't think we get a lot of their range. They pop up here and like, pop well, up we, we get it. We we get it regularly, mm. but we probably only see sort of between four and six beers yeah, from yeah. them. Um, but all of them are really good. Hmm. Hmm. All right, my non-beer recommendation is um, it's going to be summertime. You're probably going to want to get out of your out of your house outside. But I will. What if you're reading an article on your computer and you're like, oh man, if only I could take this outside, I don't want to read it on my phone. Turns out there's a great browser add-on you can add into your thing and send it to your Kindle. Can you? If you've got a Kindle. Right. This, I should have probably said that at the start. Mm. Anyway, it's called Readability. Um, it's an, it's a, something I've had on my, my Chrome web browser. I think you can get it for your, your Mozilla, Firefox, Safari. Check it out if you've got them. If not, just use Chrome. Um, a little little button that sits on top of your browser and it does two things or a couple of other things but you can send articles to your kindle and it will format them so you can um you know read them on the go or just outside um which i really like because quite often i don't like reading a long article online like four or five pages for some reason i just can't do it mm-hmm. but 
on a on a Kindle. It's really easy. The other thing it does is if you come across a web page that has really bad formatting or font, um, I've got pretty bad eyesight. I, I wear specific contact lenses, so if it has like a black background and white text, it's really hard for me to read. You click the little readability button, and you've got all your settings saved in it. It will format the article to the you know the way you want to read it. So nice clear text, big font, white background. Um, just makes things easier to read on the internet. Doesn't it? Mm, it's really good. Good recommendation. Mm. Where do you get it? You uh, Just download just it. if you want to get Chrome. If you've got Chrome. Yeah, I, I don't know how other browsers work. I don't mm-hmm. use any other browser at the moment. But if it'll be it's a browser add-on. So the Firefox, I think there's a Firefox shop where you can add things on. It's free. It's not, not a paid one. Google it. Yeah, readability. Yeah, it's, that's a good um, one. Yeah. Do we want to wrap up? Yeah, I think so. What's going to... What are you doing on the time off, Luke? Um, sounds like uh, the, the jail cold opening that we were almost going to do. <laughs> what are you going to do when you get out of here? Yeah. Um, we're off to New Zealand for three weeks. Wonderful. We are going to see my family on the West Coast, Westport represent. Um, we're also going to go to Christchurch for a few days and then down to Queenstown to do the Rootburn track, hence the walking this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a three-day hike, kind of a mountainous hike. Um, I think we might then maybe do a winery tour uh, afterwards, obviously, Um, and just sort of hang out in Queenstown. I think I might do some bungee jumping. Yeah? Yeah, I'll give that a shot. Nice. Have you done it before? No. I always kind of thought it's a thing for tourists. Like living in New Zealand, it's like, oh, tourists come and they go bungee jumping. We just go down the local bridge and jump off into the water. Mm -hmm. But now I'm a tourist and... Oh, so you qualify as being acceptable? To well, I kind of, I kind of feel like I've, if I'm there, it's the home of bungee jumping as well. I might as well. Is it? Yeah, that's where it was invented. Okay. Well, maybe not invented, but that's where it was popularized. Okay. Um, and also, we're thinking about doing heli mountain biking, where they take you up in a helicopter and then leave you on a mountain and you bike down. Wow, crazy! Be careful. Yeah, I. Well, we're not too enthused about doing that after a three-day walk, but it's like, it sounds awesome. And when you it would tell be a good people, way to stretch out your legs. Yeah. And when you tell people that's what you're doing, it makes you sound really awesome and extreme. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did some mountain biking when I was in uh, Wellington and um, uh, uh, downhill mountain biking. That's some scary stuff. Mm, mm. I came really, really close several times to making a complete fool of myself and just just absolutely tumbling down the mountain. <laughs> but I kept it together and then I went to Garage Project afterwards. Everyone wins. Mm. What are you up to? Doing anything exciting? Uh, no. Okay. Thanks for asking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just having a couple of weeks off and I've got actually no plans um, to speak of. So I'll have to give it some thought. I do the, uh, I'm always just a fan of going to three or four different places I don't normally go to. And yeah, absolutely. I'm um, I'm off my feet at the moment. I've got a, like a, not quite a stress fracture, but a foot problem. Mm. So um, I can't run, but so that will make me do a lot of cycling. So I'll mm. probably get out on the bike and tear up the I don't know the paths. bitumen I don't know, yeah. <laughs> you can always like the bike paths around Melbourne conveniently do finish at pubs a lot yeah it's true Terminus is just by a thing uh, Park Hotel in Werribee if you want to take the giant bike out there so uh, yeah yeah it's pretty good like there's a down the end of where I live there's a at the end of North Road there's a beach track that goes all the way to Frankston so mm. you can get some pretty 
pretty decent case done. There's a new bar in Frankston that, that does some good beer as well, apparently. Is there? Yeah, with a, I think they got a view at the beach. I can't think of the name of okay. it. Okay, I'll, I'll, um, I'll look it up. Yeah. Very good. Hey, Roddy, where can people find us if they want to find us? Um, they can send us emails, and we'd love to hear some news um, at dave at aleofatime.com or luke at aleofatime.com, or if you want to bypass us and go straight to the big cheese, you can hit up emma at aleofatime.com. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at melbdave. I'm at Ale of a Time, and our producer is at Emma underscore Bemrose. If you want to hit us up for any uh, recommendations or uh, mead information, you can get to us via those channels as well. Mm-hmm. Keep your eyes peeled. Um, if you follow the Australian Mead on Twitter, uh, you'll find out what we're up to mead-wise. Uh, also, we were featured recently on yeah. the Crafty Pint so if you don't read the Crafty Pint and you want to know more about us I don't know you probably know a lot about us already but um, check it out it's a good website El Crafty Pint it's a great website um, we'll put a link to that one also bear with your friend thanks for the profile on that one as well um, music by Toehider oh yes very appreciative thank you Toehider um, Mike from Toehider did a, a one man cover of a Queen song we played all the instruments and then spliced everything together. Did he? On a YouTube video. It was awesome. Uh, amazing, amazing talent on, on all the instruments. Did he there. stand in different places? And yes. Use he did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. It's it really well done. Get home. Um, he's a huge Queen fan um, and he loves Brian May. Brian May gave him a shout out on Twitter and said how good it was. Wonderful. So he was what a thrill. Um, so I'll, I'll put a link to that. It, it's it's pretty cool. Pretty impressive what... what someone can do in, in their bedroom these days. Mm. Um, I, can, I can watch basketball. Yeah. On, on my laptop. <laughs> uh, anything else? I think we covered everything. Uh, I think we might have ticked everything on the list. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. Look out for my top 10 beers to do in any situation. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and we'll see you all in January. January? Yeah, I guess so. We're going to do a saison tasting over the break and come back with some results. Whether it's official or unofficial, yes. Great. Let's Uh, let's let's drink some saison. Be safe. Be kind. Be mean if you want. I don't care. Mm. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye.